Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Toldos, Tavshin Pei Gimel, uh, as we continue here throughout Sefer Bracious on the special uh, Rosh Chodesh edition of the, uh, of the Parshish here, uh, as we uh, finish off Chodesh Cheshvan and start thinking about uh, Kislev. Uh, we start off with one word. There is a word that Rav uh, Limude Nisan points out, Rav Nisan Alpert points out, that has not been used. This adjective has not been used in the Torah yet. This is the first time that it is used, and often we know when something is used for the first time, uh, then it is uh, crucial for um, our understanding, right? Many sperm, right? You look for the first time that a word appears in the Torah, and uh, that tells its essence. So if we look in the Torah tells us Yaakov and Esau have been born, and the Pasuk says that Esau comes back from the field. He is tired. That's how we would translate Ayef. <laughs> what exactly is Ayef? Tired. Right? What does that mean? Ad Esav, says the Limudin Nisan in source number one. Ad Esav lo nizkar toar shel ayef. Until Esav, we do not have anyone who is described as ayef. Avram Avinu nadad mimakom lakom. Avram Avinu would be somebody who we would expect. He was exhausted. He traveled. He would be described as ayef. But no, we don't find it. Right after he came back from the World War, that was really World War I, right? That And yet, doesn't say that he was Ayef, right? Because says, Revenus and Alpert, Ayefut in the Torah is not a physical reality because people might be tired, but it's a, it's a spiritual attitude. That's ayefut. A person can be extremely tired, but it all depends about how psyched we are about getting up for whatever we need to get up for in the morning. We can be exhausted, but if today is going to be an amazing, I have something to do today to accomplish, I have something on, my, on the agenda, I'll jump out of bed, even if I'm very tired. If I have nothing to do, I can sleep for 14 hours and I'll stay in bed because I don't feel there's anything worth getting up for. When Esav is described as Ayef, it means he didn't appreciate life. He didn't re- think about uh, what, the, what the goals he have. I've already, I've already hunted today. I've already killed today. I've already done all these things today. What else is there to do? See, he was Ayef. Just give me some food and I'll, and I'll hit the sack. Ki Hashem yachalifu koach. Lo ye'afu v'lo yiga'u. But those who hope to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they constantly get renewed strength. Life, when we're connected. Right, does the sun ever get tired? Or the moon or the stars? If he's tired, it means that he's not connected to the spiritual realities, which then, if spiritual realities, there's never a yefut. There's never tiredness because there's always another thing to accomplish. There's always something to get up for. Rabbi Fran, two, two uh, CMHs ago, spoke about the godless of the concept of yomi. Whatever one does yomi, one does daf yomi, great. One does mishnah yomi, wonderful. Aliyah yomi, halacha yomi. 
Perek yomi, anything yomi. You know what the gobbles of that is? There's always something to accomplish today. There's always something on the agenda. There's nothing that, okay, what am I going to do today? There's always something. And therefore, there's no aye foot. If I realize that there's something for me to do, so then I'm not ayef. Because you're not Esav. Right. This is what he says. I'm gonna, what am I heading toward? It's just a countdown to the end of my life, says Esav. There's nothing. But Yaakov realizes that and he says the Bechor is not for him. Right? Avoda is not for him because he doesn't have the proper attitude. We have to recognize that every day of our lives, Vayashkim Avram Baboker, right? Our greats get up early in the morning because they realize how much there is to accomplish. They realize how much every day is a gift and every day is a, is a day to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore there's no ayef. Right? The Malachim, lo yi'afu. So we also could be like Malachim. Oh, we have to sleep physically. We could be tired, but we have to recognize that it's, um, it's all in the attitude. We have to try to get sleep, but it's all in the attitude. Okay, that gets us started. Now let's get to the next story. Again, we'll try to skip around a little bit all the various amazing stories here in Parshas Toldos, which introduces us to Yaakov and Esau. We've noted in the past, probably every year we point this out, the mysterious Av of Yitzchak. How Yitzchak is really not much in the Torah Shabbat about him. Lech Lecha Vayerecha Yisara is all Avraham. Even last week was Avraham finding a wife for his son. And then already this week, Yaakov and Esau are the main players. The Brachos or Yaakov and Esau story. Right? It's not a Yitzchak story. Only a little bit, Perachavav, about digging the same walls that his father dug. That is where Yitzchak comes in. And we mentioned in the past, because that was the Mahus of Yitzchak, to be the anchor for the revolution that Avraham wrought. Avram Avinu, he brought monotheism and then Yitzchak's job was to anchor it and to give it time to develop and strengthen. And then Yaakov was meant to uh, expand it. But that's why Davka Yitzchak was Kovesh's own Yetzer. That's Gvura. Ezri Gibra, Kovesh is Yisro. And he then gives Judaism the ability. But there are a few things that happened to Yitzchak and the exact same things that happened to Avram. Here's one of them. Parachavav Pasach Aleph. Vahirav Baretz. There was a famine in the land. Milvad harav harishon Avraham. Besides the famine that happened in the days of Avraham, so Yitzchak goes down to Gerar, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu says to him, "Shchom This is the first conversation that Hashem has with Yitzchak Avinu, right? The first conversation with Avraham was Lach Lecha. The first time Hashem talks to Yitzchak is right here. Don't go down to Mitzrayim. You are a carbon. You're an Ola Tamima. Gur Baaretz Azos. You have to stay in Eretz Yisrael. As we know, each of the first conversations to Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, Yoshua were all about Eretz Yisrael, the first conversation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had with them. But it's interesting that the Torah has to mention that this is besides the first famine, as if we would have thought that it's all one big, long famine. That was a long time ago when Avram Avinu went down. Why does the Torah have to mention that? There was a famine in the land. Besides the famine, besides the famine, Bar, says the uncle, is Bar Mikafna Kadma, besides the first famine that took place in the days of Avram. The Nitziv already notes this and says, what is that word Milvad? Besides having to mention it, Milvad, we find in Tanakh, always compares two things that are close to each other, either in time 
or in content. So wonders the Nitziv in source number two now. Lashon milvad eno nofel ella o al shnei dvarim sheishlam shaychus elazet. Two things that have something to do with each other. Kimo milvad ella kipurim. Two carbonos that you bring on the same day. This carbon besides the other carbon. Okay, they're brought next to each other. Or they're done close to each other. These two famines had a hundred years in between them. So what's the milvad? Why are they connected like that? The al says in its it must be there's a different yachas. Not in terms of time, but in terms of purpose. So what, what's the purpose? The first ra'av. Yes, it was, but it wasn't only to serve as a test to Avraham Avinu, to serve as an isayon to Avraham Avinu. It was one of the tests, but that wasn't the only one, because then what would be the parallel to this ra'av? We don't have recorded that this was a test for Yitzchak, so what exactly was this? Ella Gamkain says the Nitziv, Bitores Hashgacha Bechlal Hamedina. This raw of this famine was meant to teach the concept of Hashgacha Pratis Miuchedas. Specific, connected, open Hashgacha and Scharva Onesh in the world. Before Avram Avinu came, and we'll see more about this by the Shem in a minute, in the, pre, the next Nitziv that he refers to, before Avram came onto the scene of the world, Before Avram Avinu came along, there was a certain level of Ashkacha that Baruch Hu created nature, and he was involved somewhat, but not like the Hashgacha protest that takes place in Eretz Yisrael once HaKadosh Baruch Hu is recognized by Avram Avinu. The chosen person who is the father of the chosen nation and the chosen land, once that occurs, the intensity of Hashgacha changes. What's Avram Avinu? Recognizes Hashem and is brought to Eretz Yisrael now there's a famine. Why is there a famine? Is to te- there wasn't a famine in the whole world. Uh, here there was a famine. To show that this land is mushkach, specifically. And it's much easier to recognize Ashkacha when there is a tsara, a difficulty that one is then saved from. And that's what happened. This was the purpose of the first famine. Amavinu comes to Eretz Yisrael. People should know now that there is a God who has a relationship with Avraham and with his family. And there's going to be Hashgacha involved. And slowly, slowly, after that famine, people started recognizing that HaKadosh Baruch was in charge. But then a hundred years later, people forgot the message. So there was another famine. And HaKadosh was shown to Yitzchak. Remember, it was a bad season, it was a famine. And what happens? What do we read in the parsha? 
right? The produce was a hundred times fold. This was all part of the message HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought. But let's look for a moment, because it's a fascinating idea that the Nesiv says, look what I wrote earlier in Parsha's Noach. Source number three, this is the Nesiv's comments on the Pasuk by the Dara Flaga. Vayered Hashem Leros. Hashem goes down to see. So the language of Hashem going down is not so common. So right, the Rashi quotes that to go down, it's a raya that a Dayan always has to go and, and see the case before he judges. The Nitziv has a different shot of what Yerida is. In your Yerida Khan, Eno Kamo, Vayera Latzilo Miyan Mitzrayim. This is not, as it says in other places, Vayera Hashem Bamut Anon, Demiriam. The Shamash Magilu Shechina. The other times of Yerida means there was a Gilu Shechina. Here, he, there was a Gilu Shechina by the Daraflaga. Avokan lo haya el No, this Yerida meant Hashem is getting involved closely and directly. Upirish Yerida basher hoyu kala ola misnagim rak beteva v'lo bashkacha pratis. As he said, up until this stage, there was a certain level of ashkacha, but there was also an allowance of independence, so to speak. Hashem was kind of the, the nature that he set up. He was not letting nature get involved. They weren't zochet to the special close divine hashkacha. That's why the first 2,000 years, right, it says in two Gemaras, 2,000 years of the world were called Tohu, nothingness. And then the 2,000 years are called Torah. Right, when Avram Avinu uh, turned 52, he was born in 1948. The Ben, and the Nesiv gets a, a beautiful mashal. Somebody has a child. His focus, his whole life is on his son. When the child is very young, how makbid could the parent be? He lets the kid run around. You don't have to sit in shul. Right? Just, uh, you're little and he's not worried about the child. Gives him his independence. He's not mashkiach as closely as he would be later. What he wears, what he eats. A little bit here and there. It's all just the youth and foolishness of, of youth. Once he gets old enough to start learning and doing mitzvot and being responsible for his actions, then the father starts getting involved and, and a little bit stronger, not to waste your time, not to act, uh, be involved in all this. He cares more about what he wears and what he eats. And yet, says the Nitziv, when the child is young, but what happens if the child does something extreme, even in those days? You have a three-year-old child who throws something through a glass window. The father has to get involved somewhat. You throw a rock at a person. You have to talk to the child and you have to punish the child. Even though he's only little. But that's, that's an extreme case. The father really would rather not have to get involved in that. It's beneath him. But sometimes he has to lower himself in order to do that because that's what's required in the situation. That's what happened with Dara Flaga. Before Torah, 
before Avram Avinu. You know, Noach learned Torah according to Chazal and maybe, but there was no, no Torah that was being shared and being spread. That was the first, Avram Avinu. So, calls Vachelohaya or Torah Ba'olam. Hashem wasn't as involved. He was kind of letting nature... Obviously, there was always hashkacha, but the intensity of the hashkacha wasn't there. Avram Avinu saw a world on fire. Right? He didn't see the balabira. HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to get involved because the Daraflaga was like a, a rock thrown at someone. You can't just have this. You have to get, go down. And that's why it's Vayere. He goes down. Because at that time, he was, so to speak, more in the, in the background. Line 38. But what's that covered for Hashem to get involved in in little children's behaviors. But he had to get involved turning over. The Chalzos, Kishasu, Ayir, Vamigdal, Shinaga, Harbi, Lachavanas, Akadish Baruch, Lachavanas, when they acted against Hashem, he had to go down to see my Sibbene Adam. An Hashem Shutim, She'en Lam Das Torah. But again, now back to our Parsha, that's the famine. Because people had forgotten the Hashkacha. And that's why this famine is Novad Arav Arishon, right? Related to that first Rav, but it was all about teaching that Hashgacha is becoming more central and more open and more revealed in Eretz Yisrael, um, which is the um, message that Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted to give through the through the uh, the famines. Okay, so that's an itziv, also relating to 200 Torah, and then. Uh, Tohu and Torah and um, Yomos HaMashiach, which is the next 2,000 years. Okay, there is a well-known Ramban, which I don't think we ever did in Parshas Toldos uh, in this context, but the Ramban says it a number of times, but the first place he says it is right here. So let's learn it together. The Ramban on Vayishmor Mishmarti. Right, where the Ramban says that the Avos Right before Shani, right? The first, again, this is the continuation of the conversation. The first conversation that Hashem, Hashem has with Yisrael Gavinu. Yisrael, don't go down to Mitzrayim, Gorba Aretz Azos, Vayem Chavarachacha, Verbesi Azarachacham, going to make your children Kokofi Hashemayim. Akev, why? Asher Shama Avram Bakoli. Because Avraham, listen to my voice. Vayishmar Mishmarti, Mitzvosai, Chukosai, Visarosai. That's a lot of things that Avram listened to. In the Psukim, Avram wasn't told anything besides Lach Lecha. But the Pasuk says he kept all of these laws. That's what Tip Chazal off to say. Avram Avinu must have intuited all the laws. He wasn't commanded, but Avram Avinu, he recognized HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he recognized the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Tariyag Mitzvahs. Right? Those are Hashem's likes and dislikes. So if somebody recognizes HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then obviously he recognizes um, the laws. And that's what Rashi says. Mishmarti, Gezeros, Laharchak al Asar Shabbatorah, Mitzvosai, Dvarim She'ilu Nechtavu Ruinin Lestavos, Gezel, Shvi Chastam, Mechukosai, all of these laws. Torah Shabbat Peh, Halacha Moshe B'Sinai, Rashi quotes, all of these laws he intuited and he fulfilled them. So let's see the Ramban. 
Says the Ramban in source number five. He quotes Rashi. And then he says on line five. This whole Chazal that Rashi quotes, that each of the words in this Pasuk is referring to a different portion of Torah, fits into the Chazal. A number of times, and the Mesechas Kedushin, the Gemara Mesechas Yuma, that Avinu kept Kolatarakula, Achlo Nitna. Avraham, along with the other Avos, Yitzhak and Yaakov, they kept all the Torah before it was given. Remember this Pasik? In Parshas Vayigash, Yosef sent Yaakov the wagons. And what did Chazal say? Agalos, you could also read without the Nikudos as Egla, Egla Arufa. Shapirish be men in Pasha's Egla Arufa, Shayosik Batora, Kashem Shayu Avosav. Yosef was involved and Yaakov was involved. They were all involved in Torah. The Torah wasn't given yet. What were they doing? And yet it says, Says the Ramban, A question that all the Mepharshim may ask, Rishonim and Achronim together. If it's true that all the Abbas kept Kala Torah Kula, How do we find some violations? They kept Kala Torah Kula. Right? Taryag Mitzvah Shamarti, it says by Yaakov. And yet he married two sisters. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu's parents were an illicit relation. It was an aunt and a nephew. Right? Yocheved and Amram. So, how would he have these violations? Imkein eichekim Yaakov Matseva. Vinnasa shteachios. Ukedas Rebaseinu Arba. Some say Bila and Zilpa were also somehow partial sisters. There are four sisters. The Amram Naso Dodaso. Amram married his aunt. And Amram was the Godel Adar. If Avinu kept the Torah based on this Pasik, he kept every single one of the mitzvos, so how does his descendants violate? So we don't really have Avraham violating, but we have Yaakov violating, we have Moshe violating, we have Amram violating. So what, only Avraham? But we have other Chazals that they all kept it. And they wouldn't have gone down. They wouldn't have not followed Avram's path. But Kabbalah Hashem schar al-adavar. But Hashem was happy that he kept it. Hu yitzav has banu v'zbeis o'achorav. Lelech has bidrachav. And Yaakov shamru ar-darshu shamru as-ashabbos. V'kavat chumin. Right, he was kovat chumin. What is that, only Shabbos for Yaakov? V'yafshar shahi says that b'shabbos v'yashi shkula b'chala t'rakula. If you only had that Chazal, okay, maybe Shabbos was different. Because Shabbos is one of the seven mitzvahs or so that are connected, kala Torah Shabbos, Sitzit, Staka, Eretz Yisrael, and a few of them. Avodah Mila. Vulai Nemar. So he continues and says, maybe a little bit here, maybe a little bit there. He goes through each one of the exceptions and says, oh, maybe just this one and maybe just that one. Vahanira Eli, but then the Ramban says his Yisod, which fits into ten other Rambans in the Ramban ala Torah. Avram Avinu learned the whole Torah with his Ruach HaKodesh. We'll get back to that phrase, Ruach HaKodesh. And he was osake in the mitzvahs and their ta'amim and their reasons and their secrets. And he kept all of them as an enemesuviyoseh. Parenthetically, except for Brismila, we've spoken about that in the past. Why did Amravinu wait to be commanded before fulfilling Brismila? Many answers to that question. There's the Ramban Shita. 
The Ramban's answer to the question is, they kept all the mitzvahs only in Eretz Yisrael. Which fits into the Ramban's general scheme that there's more direct and intense hashkach in Eretz Yisrael. Which relates to the thought that we just saw in the Nitziv. The hashkacha is higher. That's in the palace. That's where we keep all the mitzvahs. The Yaakov bichutzlaris bilvan nasashteachios. Yaakov Avinu married Rachel and Leah and Bilah and Zilpah outside. Let's say it's just Yaakov and Rachel. And on the way back, Rachel died. So when he was in Eretz Yisrael, he wasn't married to two sisters. And the matzevas that Moshe built were in Chutzla Eretz. V'chein Amram. And Amram was in Mitzrayim. Ki mitzvah's mishpat elokeha aretzim. Because the ultimate place of fulfillment of mitzvahs are in Eretz Yisrael. Af apishu isharnu b'chobas haguf b'chomakom. Even though there are many mitzvahs, and even most mitzvahs, that don't have to do with Eretz Yisrael, they're chobas haguf, they're personal mitzvahs. And yet, there's an element in Eretz Yisrael, and that's why the Chazal, uh, Chazal understands that this Tariyag Mitzvah Shamarti was only in Eretz Yisrael. That's the Ramban Shita, and again, it fits in to the general idea of the, of the Ramban. One of the phrases, though, that the Ramban uses is that Avravinu learned all of the Torah Baruch HaKodesh. Hashem didn't teach him. Maybe once he intuited it, then he asked Hashem and he spoke to Hashem about it. Says Revolbi in his Sefer on Chumash, commenting on this Ramban, that phrase in the Ramban, source number six. He quotes the Medrash. Where did Avram Avinu learn the Torah from? From himself. What does that mean? How do you learn it by yourself? You know, without without a Rebbe, without Svarim. How do you learn it by yourself? So he quotes our Ramban. Says Revolbi. It doesn't say that Avinu got it b'nevua. It says he learned it b'ruach hakodesh. With a Holy Spirit. What's the difference between those two concepts? At least in the world of revolving. A Navi reaches certain levels. He meditates. He perfects his personality, as the Rambam describes in Hilchaz Yisodia Torah. That he perfects his personality, that he's always zoned in, and he's always connected then it's possible for him to merit HaKadosh Baruch Hu talking to him. But it's from out to in. Kotomar. Ruach HaKodesh is from within. Zedavr Sha'adam Omeid Alav Me'atzmo. It's a recognition of what there is. Not a message that I receive. It's a message that I perceive but not receive. And there's a big difference between the two. He reaches the level that his spirit is Ruach HaKodesh. That's his, his, he, has a, he has a Holy Spirit. That's what it means. He learned the Me'atzmo. He came to it through his own per, spiritual perfection. What does this teach us? That 
we have that potential inside of us. But it's all within us. It's not that even we have to be zochet to, to get a, a matana from HaGadosh Baruch Hu. Right? We all have the DNA of Avram Avinu, every single one of us. We all come straight from him. Kohen, Levi, or Yisrael, doesn't matter. We all come straight. Right? Remember the diak of the, the uh, Nefesh HaChayim, and his commentary, Ruach Hayim, Right, The, the Mishra says, Avram Avinu Nisnasa. It says, Avram Avinu Because he was Avinu when he passed the tests and he put it into us to be able to succeed in all of our challenges. Says the Revolbi, we all have that Ruach HaKodesh potential in us. It's very high, the potential. If we would come to our own Atzmo, who are Yomi Ruach HaKodesh? And that's our Neshama. It's just that with our goof, right, together in this physical world, so it's a little trickier to get to that Ruach HaKodesh. But it's all inside of us. Anu ma'od We're very far from this. Ki anachnu margishim, as many Bali Musr say, es hanishal Right, we say, I want to eat. I want to this, I want that, I want that. But when we have to go to the base fetish, do we say... I want to learn it. We say, I have to go. I have to go learn. Right? It's it's kind of like an external value that I need to fulfill, but it's not me. It's not the same need. I need to sleep. I need to eat. I need to learn. I need to daven in the same way. I need to daven to fulfill the external obligation, or I can't live without davening. I can't live without this. Reb Solveitchik was once learning during shiva, and they asked him, Rebbe, you're not supposed to learn during shiva. He said, the halacha is that you're not allowed to have extra simcha by learning during shiva. If I don't learn, I'm in pain. And there's no chiyav to have positive pain. So again, that's not halacha lamaisa for uh, us you know, normal, you know, regular people, but if somebody's on that level, the gdole ador, they can make their decisions in terms of nihuge avelos. But, says the, uh, and again, sure, he didn't mean it to be uh, normative practice. But says the... Uh, Shi'ure, says the says I, I want this, I want that. To go learn, we got to be pulled by by chains of copper, right? On a margishiv shetar mitzvos him davar mi bachutz ani yehudi mamin v'lachen ani chayav l'kayim avozeloha ani sheli. But we have to try to dig de- deep down and say it is our ani. It is our ani. Our ani is to learn. Our ani is to, to love Hashem. Our ani is to do chesed. That's, that is our ani. And if we perfect it, Arasof, that reaches the level of Ruach HaKodesh. And that's the level that helped Avram Avinu achieve all the levels of intuiting Torah Right? Avram Avinu intuited the Chukim and the Mishpatim, and the Dinim Daraisa and the Dinim Darabanan. Everything is unbelievable. Right? You want to say Gezel and, and Hashavas Aveda, okay. But Shatniz and Paraduma and, and, and all the other, uh, and Me'ila and Tzmura. So, but Avram Avinu did it because he, he, he perfected and was connected with his, with his Ruach HaKodesh. Just once we're on the topic of Ruach HaKodesh, uh, I just gave you uh, a little different perspective from one of the Rishonim, Rabbeinu Bachai, in Zos Habracha, 
on the bracha of Levi discusses four levels of communication with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So I'm not sure if this really fits with the Revolbi, but uh, we don't often have a shear on Zos HaBracha, so I thought I'd put it in here. Um, and you have it there on line 10. Vida, ki arba madregos hain binevuah. Right, there are four levels um, in prophecy, in connection and communication with God. Baskol, urim v'tumim, ruach hakodesh, nevuah. Those are his four. The kulan madregos chaluko zu They are all different levels conceptually. The kulan nimshachos min amida nigrei tzedek. And they're all from the mida. Tzedek lavashiv ayal bisheni. And I'm going to explain a little bit. So let's do a little bit of these levels and then we'll get back to our, our parsha. Harishon abaskol. A heavenly voice. Abaskol. Right? This was still around, as we know, in the days of the Gemara. Days of the Gemara, there were Baskols. By the days of Beishame and Basilo, there were Baskols. The day of Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua, there were Baskols. Right? The Mishnayas talk about it. If you hear a Baskol that says um, a woman's husband died, is she allowed to get get remarried? The Yeshobashamar Baskol or Benkol. Again, we're not getting into that now. Why is it a Baskol and not a Benkol? Right? It's a, it's a weaker form of of um, heavenly voice. Why is it a binyan av and not a binyan aim? Yesh aim la mikra, yesh aim la misaris, and not av. All of these um, uh, tools of darshaning, and we find in the Gemara, why are some masculine, some feminine? That's not our issue. But either way, this is the, the lowest level of connection, and that is a, a baskal. Line 25. It's like a bas, it's an echo of the call. Even though Nevoah was was Nifskaf Lepasko Urim Betumim. Number one, Madrega Shenis. The second level, Urim Betumim. Shem Shemos Hakoda Shemor Mal Etzemas Paklaria Shenim Ira. Asher Mitocha Hisnabu Neviim. Right, the, we ask questions to the Urim Betumim. The, the Urim Betumim lit up all the different uh, stones on the on the Choshen, and we, the Kohen Gadol had to decipher. It wasn't clear. He had to decipher what the words were. Every letter of the olive base was on the um, stones of the Choshen. Right? That's why the Chazal know that it can't just be the names of the Shvatim because there are some letters that are not in the, all the names of the Shvatim. There's no Tess in the names of the Shvatim. There's no Tzadi in the names of the Shvatim. So besides the names of the Shvatim, you also have, right, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, Shifte Yishurim. Right? So you have that. So you get the Tess from Shifte, you get the Tzadi from Yitzchak. So that's all the... Um, um, th- they're all there. But that's another level. You have Urmatumim. Then the third level he has, 35, Madrega Shlishis, Ruach HaKodesh. Vyamida Asiris, Vyamida Sanavua. It's the lowest level of Nevua, Ruach HaKodesh. Sheyim Sa'adam Ba'atzmo, Lev Rachav. His heart finds, you know, wideness of spirit. Vyizdamnu Bafiv Dvarim Niflayim. Vyagido Asidos, Lo Yizbalu Argashos of Klau. He doesn't lose his consciousness. Okay, so does it still with Revolbi? I'm not sure. That is the where everybody besides Moshe Rabbeinu loses their kochos, they are uh, unconscious. Okay, so this relates to Ruach HaKodesh, which was mentioned by the Ramban of how Avram Avinu intuited through Ruach HaKodesh all of the Torah, the Revolbi tells us that that's from within. It wasn't from without. Once he recognized all the mitzvahs, then obviously maybe connected to Hashem and, and learned more about them to appreciate them.
Okay. One more ha'ara related to, or maybe two more. We're spending some time on this chazal this year about the kiyam of Kalatarakula. So, Eikem HaShashem Avram Bakoli. Avram kept all the mitzvahs. He kept all the mitzvahs. Rashi, if you look at source number nine, right, he quotes the Rashi. He kept all the mitzvahs. HaShashem Avram Bakoli. Vayishmar Mishbarti. One of the chazals that, Gemara the Gemara Yuma, I think it is, Kim Avram and Kalatarakula Ashlo Nidno Afilu Eruve Tavshilin. Even Erev Tavshilin Avram Avinu kept. Why is that the afilu? Out of all the mitzvahs, why is Erev Tashilin the mitzvah that is uh, mentioned by Avram? So we've discussed some answers in the past, the Meshachachma, but Vereisi B'Shem Agrami Vilna says the Likuti Yeshua. Remember, that's Rabbi Yeshua Scheinfeld from Lublin, Talmud of the Rabbi Tzadok. Vereisi B'Shem Agra. Shemimakam Amilam Erev Tashilin. He says maybe it was a mistake. Erev Tashilin, really, it was Ayin and the publisher put Erev Tavshilin, really it means Erubei Tchumen. And they get it, and that's what, why the Chazal say Erev Tchumen? From the word Ekev. Ekev is a heel. And a heel is walking. So Erev Tchumen, that's how Chazal see the hint to Erev Tchumen in this passage from the word Ekev, Dosh Ba'akeva. So that's Erev Tchumen. Okay. But then you still have the question, why Erev Tchumen? Let's go back to Erev Tavshilin. That's what's in the Gemara, and that's what Rashi quotes. So why Erev Tavshilin? So if you turn the page... The Likud Yeshua quotes from the Avni Nezer that he heard in the name of the Avni Nezer Misachachav. Right, similar, the same door as the uh, Rabbi Sadok. says, Let me explain to you. Let's remember what is the purpose of an Erev Tavshilin. Erev Tavshilin allows me to cook from Yantif to Shabbos. Right, if I have a Yantif on a Friday, and I want to cook. I want to be able to cook on Friday for Shabbos. can't cook on Shabbos. I can cook on Yantif. But it's a bizayin, right, to cook on Yantif for Shabbos. So if I start cooking before Yantif, either Wednesday or Thursday, I'm allowed to be mamshich and continue cooking on Yantif. That's what the Gemara Mizechas Beitza tells us. So says the Avni Nezer, though, you would think that it should be allowed to cook, to prepare on Yantif for Shabbos. Why? Shabbos is more chamor. Right? Shabbos has an Isra Malacha. Shabbos is Shabbos Shabbason. Why can't you cook from Yantif to Shabbos? What's the problem? Achisa Baramban. But if you look in the Ramban, the Ramban tells us that Yantif also has a Milo over Shabbos. Sheli Yantif, Yesh Milo Gedola Yosemi Bishabbos. Yes, Shabbos is, is Isra Malacha, and Shabbos is Shabbos Shabbason, but Yantif has a certain element that makes it greater, and that is, we create Shabbos. Right, it comes from man. We decide. And in that sense, it's even greater. Whether we like it or not, it just happens. But Yantif, we create. Right, the Gemara sometimes says, Since we figured it out, we'll put that first. The Gemara says that sometimes in Mishnais. But says the Avni Nezer, so Shabbos is greater, but also Yantav has a certain level that's greater. Because it came from us. We created it. 
That's why you can't cook from Yantav to Shabbos, because Shabbos and Yantav each have a Milo on the other one. Shabbos obviously is Shabbos Shabbosso and it's Isra Malachal. Yantav has its personal, it was created by humans, so that's why you need an Erev Tavshilin. You can't cook from one day to the other. Shabbos for sure, you can't cook, period. Yantav, you can't cook till for Shabbos without an Erev Tavshilin. Ach, says the Avnenezer, now we get to Avram. That makes sense for all of us. But Avram Avinu, his Shabbos was just like Yantif. His Shabbos wasn't Kfiyav Akaima. His Shabbos wasn't automatic. Avram Avinu wasn't Mechuyiv in keeping Shabbos. So his Shabbos was like Yantif. His Shabbos was also Isaruta Dilatata, was also created by man. So Yantif had no Mila over Shabbos in the Avram Avinu world. Right? Shabbos has a Mila over Yantif because the Isra Malachafo, but Yantif doesn't have the Mila over Shabbos. Gama Shabbos, I said, Etzlo Bechinas Yisrael Makachila. Kamo Kedushas Yantif. There's no greater Mila, and therefore, you shouldn't need an Erev Tafshilin because Yantif and Shabbos are equal in that regard, and really Shabbos is greater. And yet he kept an Erev Tafshilin, that's the Afilu. Avram Avinu kept even Erev Tavshilin, even though Mitzido, it didn't really make sense, but this is a mitzvah that Klai Yisrael we're going to have to keep. And that's what he kept, and that's why Chazal say even Erev Tavshilin. Acharifus. V'yafal pikein. V'kivan she'ishdin shal Erev Tavshilin. Kiyem Avinu gamzos. Avram Avinu even kept this. V'zui rabusa she'kiyem Avinu kala Torah. Afilu Erev Tavshilin. Okay. One more related. Get a lot about the Kiyam Kala Mitzvahs. We did the Ramban with the Revolbi and the Rabbeinu Bachai and the Ruach HaKodesh. We did the Avnei Nezer quoted here in the Likuta Yoshua about why Erev Tavshilin. One more. One more. And this relates to two parshias, as we'll see. If you have in source number 11, the Apirion. The Apirion is from the author of the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. His, his, he has a par, uh, sefer on Chumash. The Apirion, Rav Gansfried. And he quotes there the Mishnah, the end of Mesechah's Kedushin, the Amr Avinu kept Kol Torah Kul Achlo Nitna. And he has a question that there are certain mitzvahs that you couldn't keep. There are certain mitzvahs that you couldn't keep. Okay, you could have asked about Melech. How could you keep Melech if you don't have a Ma'am, you don't have a Minoy? But he says, what about Tefillin and Mezuzahs? Tefillin and Mezuzah, who wrote them? The Gemara Mesechas Gittin says that you can only write Tefillin and Mezuzah if you're a bar Tefillin, if you're a bar Mezuzah. A non-Jew can't write Tefillin. A Katan can't write Tefillin. How did Avramavinu write Tefillin? How did he put strings on a bag of sitzes? How did he fulfill those mitzvos? Vinir Ali says he was he was a bark shira and a bar Levisha. Why? What do you mean? He wasn't commanded yet. Yeah, but he was already connected to them. How? Think back two weeks. Think back two weeks. The Gemara tells us, remember the king of Stone after the king of the war of the four kings and the five kings, the king of Stone says, Avram, take whatever you want. And what does Avram say? I don't want a dime from you. Or an Agura depending which country you're in. Right? I don't want anything from you. Michud, Michud, Vatsruchna. What does Chazal say? 
because of that chut now, Avravinu is zochet to mitzvah of tzitzes and mitzvah of tefillin. Chut, chutim, tzitzes, suruchnal, a a uh, buckle, a uh, something that you tie the on the shoe on the sandal that kind of looks like a tefillin strap. So Avravinu was already connected to those mitzvos. B'schus shamer Avram yichud ba'tzruchnal zachu banav l'shtei mitzvus misasizim misasfillin. Lefizi yeshlomar kibesh Avravinu haya kol agorim. He was the gorim l'mitzvus tefillin shaper shayach beyukshartam uchasavtam, and that's how he could be included. Okay. There's a lot more relating to oh, many mitzvahs could be discussed. We mentioned before Brismila, why did he wait, um, and others. But one final thought that the Rebbe Chassam Sofer quotes from his Rebbe of Nassim Adler. We have to have one thought on Yaakov and Esav. Other years we spend the entire shear on Yaakov and Esav and the Brachas. Remember of Shamshun Rafal Hirsch on the Brachas. Remember the Gra on Alaya Yukulana. So many uh, thoughts from, from past years. But one thought. The Beis Halevi, the Vilna Gona, and Akol Kol Yaakov. But if you look at the Lushan, the Lushan of Esav when he comes in. Right? Esav comes in after Yaakov leaves. And what does he say? I'm sorry, that's still by Yaakov. He comes in, Get up, father. Get up, my father. Give you a bracha. I'm your son. Your, your son. So emotional. So one of the Mepharshim pointed out, it's amazing how the Torah describes and makes us feel the emotion, so to speak, of the bad guy. We feel a little bit for Esav. A few weeks ago, we felt for Yishmael. A poor baby, starving. Why does the Torah do that? Fascinating question to think about. It gives us such emotions from the other side, from the dark side. But anyway, Kumna, Kumna, says the Chassam Sofer in the name of his Rebbe, Rav Adler. Yaakov Avinu, what did Yaakov Avinu say? When Yaakov Avinu came in, he did not speak that way. Vayomer Yaakov Aloviv Anochi Sorry, let's read to the beginning. This is kind of opposite of what we do today in certain circles, but we'll get the message of Rav Adler. Amr Yaakov, Diberi Mabalashin Nochach. Yaakov Avinu spoke to his father, Bilashin Nochach. Meaning, second person. Kumna Kederach Shebene Yisrael Medabrim Elavoseyem Meaz. Like children speak to their fathers. Dad, are you available? Do you want something? Avalesavayim Medabrim Ave Bilashin Nistar. Yaakov Avi, my father, get up. Kederach Shahanachrim Medabrim. Because there wasn't the closeness. We talk to Hashem like a son to a father. Right? Not like to a great Rebbe. 
right? In third person, will the Rosh Hashiva, will the Rebbe? We talk to Hashem like a child to a father. And that's what Yaakov spoke, because Yaakov, his neshama was connected. Yeah, Yitzchak, they weren't connected. We're stuck to HaKadosh-Baruch-Hu-Akin-Yisraelim-Shem-Mudubakim-Zeh-Bazeh-Kigufechad-U-Bramazake-Abba-Vamakaymo-Lakach-Madabrim-Malashen-Nochach-Abba